0: Hey guys, my name is Michelle. I'm Doreen, and I'm Kelly, and we're the team behind The Weekly Dosage.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Weekly Dosage. We'll start off our 11th episode with The Weekly News with Kelly. Alright guys, I'm going to be starting out
2: today's episode with The Weekly News. So... This is a little different from our last episodes for the weekly news, but I still think it's interesting. So have you guys heard about the recent organ shortage in the medical world recently?
0: Okay, I actually have heard of this, but I also heard there was like this guy, because it was like a really small story, but in Alabama, apparently a guy, this just really good guy donated eight kidneys. (laughs) Back on track! Okay, back on track.
2: So while this problem isn't necessarily like new to the medical community, it's one that continues to affect millions of people and their families worldwide. So in response to this huge issue,s researchers in Alabama recently performed an interesting transplant. So they transplanted a pig's kidney into a human. Yep. Yeah. So this is it's kind of weird, but it's very interesting. Is that legal? I'll get into that. Okay. Yeah, I'll get into that. So the results of this little experiment shocked everyone. It shocked all the doctors, all the scientists. So this transplant was given to a human that was legally declared brain dead. So what this means is it's basically someone whose brain just doesn't really work anymore but their organs are still technically like functioning but they're they can't think they you know mm-hmm. it their brain dead the brain just doesn't work so the pig's kidney was of course genetically modified so it could better fit you know the human body and uh, the human was given medication to prevent the body from rejecting the new organ and this was actually new medication because In the past, when these kind of transplants took place, a big reason why the donor or the person who got the organ died is because their body immediately rejected the organ and wouldn't function function with it inside. But because this new medication, it was actually able to stay inside and successfully work. So in the end, this transplant proved to be a great success. The pig's kidney was producing urine and help filtering waste from the blood just like a normal human kidney would which is actually astonishing so the kidney continued to be successful for a remarkable 32 days which inside a human that's absolutely amazing and it skyrocketed any expectation any expectation that, uh, that the scientists had so this research recently done demonstrated that a pig's kidney with only a single genetic modification and without experimental medications that hadn't been clinically trialed or devices, can replace a human kidney's function for more than a month without being rejected by the recipient's immune system, which was a huge problem before. So now on this podcast, we you know like to talk about a lot of ethics in the medical community and how they play into the world of science, which is kind of what Reen was talking about. So, um, I just wanted to let you all know, listeners and Darena Michelle, that the study was obta- it did obtain ethical approval and was conducted in consultation with the New York State Department of Health. So it was considered ethical by these corporations.
0: Okay. Oh, all right. That makes sense. All right. I mean, at least that's good. At least they're not just taking some random brain dead guy and stuffing a kidney, a pork or pork kidney, pig kidney, I guess. <laughs> Yeah,
2: that yeah. It um, the family I believe did get um, they did give their approval for this procedure. But to sum it up, this study actually recently done paved like a huge way for researchers to start actually doing clinical trials on this subject with um, animal organs being genetically modified to fit humans. And in the end, this could potentially save like millions of lives because. I know that, you know, the waiting list for some organ transplants is thousands of people long. Mm-hmm. And it's so like bad that somebody could die because, you know, kidney failure, lung failure. And these transplants, um, when clinical trials do start up, could save all these people. And it's incredible.
1: This actually makes me remind Remind me of um, this one episode of Shreya Senegouda yeah. and how, you know, her. it was really hard for her to find, like, hand transplant donors mm-hmm. because, you know, of a culture and everything like that. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just a little back-to-back. If you haven't watched that episode, go watch it. <laughs> yep. All right,
2: so that's your weekly news for this week. Now I'm going to transfer the podcast on to Michelle.
0: Okay, so I just want to start off with that. This kind of, um, this segment I have, Honestly, when I was looking for new things to research, I'd seen this case, I suppose, already pop up on TikTok from maybe a couple of weeks ago. And I mean, it just kind of intrigued me from that moment. And it's, it's, it's going to be a less serious topic, still serious in terms of its medical uses in the future. But I think this is going to be a more of a it's more of an interesting case rather than a like world threatening kind of miraculous invention. Yeah, so
2: different from Michelle's usual true crime, right? And I, serial killer kind
0: of theme going on. I'm, I have a, I'm a big, big fan of true crime, and there's so many podcasts I listen to true crime. So that's, I mean, that that's a little inspiration that I have. But so this is just going to be a little different from my normal stuff, I guess I do. And today, what I'm going to be talking about is. The Actually, I don't even want to spoil it right away because I know many people listening to this probably have already seen it on TikTok. But I just want to talk about this Taiwanese woman who had survived an attack from her sister. So this sounds like just your normal... ER kind of case one day there was this woman who had been in a severe fight with her sister and she was for some reason they were just going at it they were they were not letting anything back they were just going at it they they did not like each other for whatever reason and they were completely attacking each other violently (laughs) after the entire incident had happened the Taiwanese woman decides to go to the ER because she noticed a couple of lacerations or cuts on on her nose and under her eye and so she goes to the ER and she's like okay you know what I hate my sister but like I'm like hurt so like I'm just gonna go to the ER get this patched up go home and continue eating because that's what they were doing they were like literally eating dinner and that fight broke out so she goes to the doctor to get checked out at the hospital's emergency room and doctors had found two small lacerations under her nose and under her eyes as she had recently or previously observed and so doctors just said they just said you know we're just going to send you away with some bandages and some antibiotics and that's all and days went by. what days went by and this woman was starting to think that this thing that she had was more serious than she she originally thought it was I mean there was this like bump under her eye and on her nose that wasn't going away she thought it was just like some kind of swelling from the cut but it just hadn't gone away and in, in fact it seemed like it was almost growing and She was also thinking to herself, hold on, something isn't right here because my sister, after the fight, reached out to her and said, hey, part of my chopsticks are missing. And this Taiwanese woman goes, wait a minute, hold on a minute, we were eating dinner and now we got in a fight and now your chopsticks are missing? You know, like, (laughs) so her, her immediate thought process is, this is crazy, but what if for some reason I have fragments of chopsticks in my skull? in my nose in my like eye socket so right after that this is a week after her initial visit to the ER she goes to the ER again she's like doctors doctors come on something is wrong this is not what you initially thought it was there's got to be something wrong with me can you please like do an MRI or something or whatever you guys do here can you just do it find out if there's something actually in my school because I do genuinely genuinely think there's something penetrated my like nasal cavity so she returns to the ER and the, and the ER doctors end up performing a CT scan and they reveal that she had two large pieces Ugh. of fragments of chopsticks embedded deep within her sinuses and i That's can probably disgusting. i can probably pull up a picture right now but
1: no. it no. is no 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 no, no. Uh, okay.
0: one is woman chopsticks it's actually insane the, the C, like the CT image scan is crazy Let's just pull this up. Yep. So They were very, 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 very deeply embedded into her.
1: Wait, how did... How?
0: And that's what we're going to talk about. How could this have happened that this woman got two fragments? Fragments. I mean, not even fragments. It was basically half the chopstick. How did they drill so deep into her nose and into her eye socket that she didn't even notice? And she didn't even notice for a week. How could this have happened, right? So, basically... What kinda happened was I'll get I'll get to what happened. You know, first we're gonna talk a little bit more about like her actual injury to just kinda get to know this more. So one of the pieces that was found in her sinuses was 1.4 inches long, and the other was two inches. But what startled the doctors is that she didn't even notice that they had like entered. Like it took her to realize. What made her realize it was basically her sister having to tell her, "My chopsticks are missing. Like part of their part of it is missing." That's the only thing that led her to notice that she may or may not have these chopsticks embedded in her na- in her nasal in her nose. <laughs> and so. Um, after it finally analyzing the cuts on her face, doctors realized that they were probably the points of entry for the chopsticks. So what had happened was her sister must have been fighting with her, like, this This must have been some, like, WWE-type fight. Because, I mean, <laughs> they got, the chopsticks just, wah, like, went in from the point of entry from the cut. They just embedded, like, a nail. Imagine just taking a chopstick to someone's face and yeah. then just hammering it on. That's kind of what it was like. That's
1: what I was picturing.
0: Right. And they just went through bone. They went through tissue. They went through um, they went through
1: everything they went through I mean it was insane okay for them to have like that huge of a fight and then later on her sister's like hey so I lost my chopsticks I just
2: during your little
0: episode
2: I think something might have happened
0: to my chopsticks do you know where they are I think we could honestly this is such a bizarre case I think we could have a whole episode talking about the mental condition the sisters must have been in to (laughs) even produce (laughs) such a weird outcome yeah but anyways, family trauma. Continuing on. Continuing on. Um so the doctors then p- decided to perform surgery because they are like, "Okay, these things are not going to come out by themselves." Most of the time if you have glass embedded in your skin on the outer layer, it will come out by itself, but this is not going to magically pull itself out. It's not going to grow legs and squi- squiggle its way out, you know? So they had to perform surgery and they used the same points of entry as the points of exit to remove these chopsticks
1: question Mm -hmm. okay how much pain is she in right now when she realizes
0: you know when she realizes we're actually gonna get to this so she the only pain that she really realized when she first got into the er was just like i have two cuts on my face that's all she realized like i have two cuts on my face like she didn't even like her body did not allow her to process the fact that she had two chopsticks in and we're going to talk about this flight or flight flight or fight response Mm -hmm. later on because the surgery ended up, didn't going, ended up going successful. They got the pieces out, and she had a normal recovery. But what's crazy is this isn't the only story of having of someone having a really traumatic injury and not even noticing it. In fact, there was a man from Germany who was one day at a party. He was, like, having a party. He was a Polish man. who was a Polish man in Germany, and he was just partying so hard, drinking heavily, dancing, having the best night of his life. And all of a sudden, someone fires a gun, and it somehow just manages to embed itself in his skull in the back of his skull now this man did not even realize at the moment that there was something in his skull that something had hit him because his it was such a traumatic experience that the brain did not allow him to feel it i've also heard of like things like this happening with like shark attacks like
2: when someone gets bit by a shark obviously they like see it but they like almost can't feel it because the adrenaline Mm -hmm. is so high in their body at that point that it won't like the body won't allow them to feel the pain because if they do feel the pain, then that triggers like anxiety kind of in their head and panic and that uh, like psychologically leads to the body like shutting down. So if you stop this pain, somebody has a better chance of survival. Mm
1: -hmm. And this also connects to our later uh, last few last episode of that minor worker the poor guy who was on the surgery table awake yeah and then like yeah even though he didn't remember his body remembered you know yeah he was just so confused like why is this happening
0: but yeah this is actually a survival technique our body has developed through evolution if you don't believe in evolution get off this podcast but it's basically (laughs) (laughs) it's a body it's a body technique that has been developed through evolution and that's what the fight or flight like um kelly explained it really well but it's basically having so much adrenaline in your body that the endorphins being released is just going crazy and you can't feel anything these endorphins your body's natural painkillers is stopping you from feeling anything because if you do end up feeling anything it will
1: possibly stop your chances of survival okay i have a question about that although it's like it's needed and it's very good for you and your health i have two questions will, can it come back like can your body like can your brain remind you hey you have two tops <laughs> up your nose. Please so, help So the so the cases
0: that I've been talking about are the most severe of cases that you really don't remember. And especially with this German guy, he actually didn't even realize he had a bullet in his brain for five years. <gasps>
1: and can I, can, I, can, I, can I
0: continue yep five years and actually the reason why he finally went to go get it removed the reason why he even figured out there was something in his brain to begin with is because he felt a pimple or a cyst in the back of his brain that he thought or in the back of his brain in the back of his head that he went to go get like removed and that's when the dermatologist realized it was a bullet mm-hmm. so I mean those are the most severe cases but yes if you're in the case of like a, got a broken bone you won't feel the initial impact or you know you won't feel the initial bit but after your body realizing it's safe to like feel things It will. The pain will slowly set in again.
1: Okay, but like for five years, wouldn't that bullet in his head like do substantial like
0: damage? So the bullet in his head actually it didn't really like it didn't go through to his brain. It just kind of rested on the outer layer of his skull.
2: Like I assume it just kind of broke the skin, went to the skull, and then it kind of got stuck there and healed over. And so. It didn't really do any damage. Like, it was just against his bone. Like, nothing really happens there. The
0: only thing he experienced was he he did say he had a lot of headaches. Mm. Well, <laughs> I wonder <All> right. why. <laughs> and so now just continuing on, like, there were so many other cases of this happening, which I I was just going to this wormhole of people that had things stuck in their bodies or not stuck in their bodies, and they just didn't even realize it. Like, there was even a guy um, from... Uh, from France, there's a guy from France who he was just, you know riding his motorcycle. He was an avid motorcyclist. His name was uh, I don't remember what his name was, but he had a very French name. Oh, it was like I don't remember it was it was it was was it was like was like Favre. it was like Lincolnier Favre. like something very French, right? Um, but um anywho So he was just driving his motorcycle one day when there was like a big um like an intersection like almost like a like a street repairing going on ahead of him, and he was just like whizzing on behind a motorcycle, and a truck just bam hit him. And he got up from his motorcycle, he just dusted himself, out, and he's like, Oh my gosh, like, like crap like I, I just got in this motorcycle accident but wait okay I'm okay he was like oh my gosh my nose really hurts and my foot really hurts he picked himself up his motorcycle did not receive a bunch of substantial damage I mean the truck had managed to slow down quite a lot before hitting the motorcyclist so they were both parties were pretty okay in the end so this guy was just going home on his motorcycle and he went home to his mom he's like mom can you I just I, I mean I just I got in this accident I mean it's not that bad please don't worry like I got my I got my foot and, like, my nose really hurt. But, wait, mom, I just can't take off my jacket. And as soon as he takes off his jacket, his mom realizes that his arm is missing.
1: <gasps> wait, okay, 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 okay. Um, pause before Kelly interrupts. <laughs> so, he gets hit Shoot. and he gets hit by a truck, right? So you're telling me that man picks himself back up. Like, like walks <laughs> home. Wait, wait. To write it stop. Don't explain <laughs> Kelly. So you're telling me that, you know, I mean like that that's like, like a huge scene. You know, people are circling around. Just imagine you're watching that. Someone just picks themselves back up. You know, like like <laughs> packs himself down, right? And just walks like nothing happens. Like
2: what? Because hold on. My question is how do you not? N- Notice that you're like to ride a motorcycle. Don't you need two hands? Is he just freestyling I
1: mean, I it? Like of shock. Like, yep. He was in so much. Concern. He was
0: in so much shock. His only thing was to get home, and he yeah. probably could have ridden it one handed and without realizing it. Mom. He was wearing a jacket though, so it kind of concealed the fact that's that his true. arm was gone.
2: Okay, I'm sorry, but I I was his mom. I would have vomited. And you know it's crazy? crazy. And
0: you know it's crazy what the mom did right after. Mm-hmm. She freaked. She freaked. She was screaming, and she said. <gasps> Like, she was like, your arm, like, where did it go? And she freaked out. And you know what she did? Right. She went back to the motorcycle, like the crash. And
1: she looked for the arm. She and, she the arm. For the
0: arm yep. and she found the arm, brought it back. There you are. <laughs> oh. found, <yeah. laughs> and she found the arm, brought it back to her son, and they managed to get it back on him. They went to the Stug. hospital, and they managed to sew it back so on and he's he, okay. when he saw
1: the arm, was he in shock? Was he like, oh, that's my arm. I no, oh, that.
0: I, I, I don't – the article that I was reading did not, like, say that far, but okay. I can imagine he was probably like, holy crap, like, I just lost my arm, and I didn't even realize it.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm – that's what I was trying to say with, like, the shark, like – um, the shark attacks, like people get mm-hmm. their whole legs taken off by sharks and not feel
0: anything. Okay.
1: And this is kind I of feel what you. Like that was me. I would not want to feel anything too. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. like I, I would be screaming. Like I don't want that. <laughs>
0: but these are just a couple yeah. of extreme, extreme cases of fight or flight response that you know it happens in our body, and it just goes to show, like, it's really crazy to think that like our body would go our brain really goes this far to like for its own self preservation and mm-hmm. survival, and um. And in most of your cases, the release of endorphins can make one completely oblivious to even, like, completely, like, ripping your arm off as to what I've said before, you know? And, I mean, I think it just goes to show, like, how amazing evolution is and how far we've come as humans. Like, that sounds really weird. Like, we're, like, the latest, like, we're on, like, like, phase beta. We're the latest upgrade. We're the latest upgrade, you know? (laughs) Like, but, I mean, I just think that, like, the fact that our brain goes as far for self-preservation is really cool. Yeah. But that would be the end of our main section of our podcast. I hope you learned something, and I hope you enjoyed.
1: Okay, so for tips and tricks, I will be covering it, and you know today's tips and tricks will be you know some some tips and tricks for traveling internationally. As you guys know, I went to Cameroon over. Well, you guys don't know, but Michelle and Kelly know. I went to Cameroon over the um over the summer, like for three weeks. It was it was a very humbling experience. That's all. I, that's all I'll say. And you know, I just wanted. Um, and the whole experience just it it taught me a lot. You know, it taught me how to stay safe, taught me things to avoid, and just how to stay healthy overall, especially while traveling internationally. And you know, so to anyone that's thinking of traveling internationally, just listen on, listen to you know my tips and tricks to you know have a safe and healthy trip. So my first step is to get vaccinated. <laughs> I don't, mm-hmm. you know, especially before you go to your flight. Obviously, before you go to your flight, but like <laughs> on the on the plane, just to, <laughs> you know, to, okay. vaccinations to
0: go. Yep. I have a
1: question for you guys. Do you want to get malaria? Um, I'm gonna say no to that one. Do you want to get yellow fever?
2: That's also gonna be a hard note.
1: Uh, swine flu, cholera, influenza. I
0: especially I, would, I do not want to get cholera because you can literally like poop your insides oh, Yeah, I out. did
2: so much research on, on cholera th- for last year. I took a I took a disease class and I learned so much about cholera, especially in like Haiti, yeah. the big outbreak that they had. And it, it's absolutely terrible. It I mean, is disgusting.
1: Not- exactly. So you know, if you don't want that. Get vaccinated. <laughs> like. I just I don't care if you're anti-vaccine or Wait. whatever, but I'm telling you it's really important because my aunt got malaria during Cameroon, and you know I was just I was I was so confused. Like, did you not get vaccinated before you came here? And she was like, no. And that was like, like she literally looked like a zombie. Like it was really bad. She, you know that like, because like the day after she was like the, the day before she was like fine. Like she was she was shining, you guys. Like she was happy. She was she was amazing. And then the day uh, like after she was just. It was bad. Zombie. Like, literally, a zombie was really bad. She had to get, like, IVs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. Like, the, the doctor came back and forth every day, and it was just, it was just no. So, now using this information, Davine, yeah. would
0: you ha- mind to, like, give a nice little spiel to all of our, if any, anti
1: vaxxers are out there? Oh, yeah. I don't really have much to give, to be honest. This is the wrong, wrong podcast for you. Yeah, it really is. I mean, I feel like everything you should kind of like watch here is, I mean, listen to us, just telling you to even just get vaccinated. And especially like my tips and tricks today, like I'm telling you guys, a lot of these diseases, you don't want them. And getting vaccinated take like, what, one to two minutes. I mean, yeah, sure. It's painful, but so will cholera. Like that was a long time effect for something that only takes a couple of minutes. It's just, it's so worth it. It protects you and it protects other people. You know, but aside from that, thank you, It you know, my second uh, step is to op- optimize a safe flight, is to, in order to optimize a safe flight, wear something comfortable. Um, you know, obviously, but like, especially if you go internationally, I mean, I was in, in and out of airplanes left and right for about like 16 hours. And all I can say is <laughs> my ass really hurts. <laughs> I
0: okay. If you heard a beep just right now, please, we're still a family-friendly show. I just want to make that make that known to everybody. Thank you.
2: you. She's just gonna put a beep over
1: it. Okay. Um. But like, really, guys, my butt hurts a lot. And, and you know, when I tell you to wear something comfortable, please believe me because you don't want to sit in a flight filled with crying babies, old people, young people. You know, just no, you don't want that. And I know all y'all want to be
2: like somebody's airport crush, yeah. But like at the end of the day,
0: is the pain really worth it? Exactly. Okay, but can we also that. like gray sweatpants and an oversized no, top like it, is such—it's comfy, and you are gonna get that airport crush. Exactly. You okay? Are this going is not to the topic, well,
1: Yeah, I'm like you know like. Come on, try your fits out. Like, just get comfortable. Wear good shoes. You know, bring bring some snacks as well. Like, you know, just get comfortable because you're going to be there for a while. And, you know, my third step is to bring headphones, especially noise-canceling ones because we all know how bad the air pressure gets on flights. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's it's really bad. My mom was, like, literally taking mine because she forgot <laughs> hers in, like, the suitcase. And, like, you know, I just felt really bad for her because, like, it, it's really painful. It's not as bad for me because you know, I had water with me and things like that, so it wasn't as bad. But for like some other people, especially kids, or just, you know, just people who are really sensitive to things like that, you know, I really recommend bringing in like noise-canceling headphones. You know, a good tip I've learned over the years, since, as you know, I'm Peruvian,
0: and I've been to Peru maybe like three or four times in my life, and um, my mom, A tip that she's our trick that she's always shared with me whenever you take off is Mm -hmm. to chew gum like chewing gum helps Mm -hmm. alleviate the air pressure weirdness in your ears so you know just
2: or just like i know this is gonna look kind of weird but when you're like taking off and changing altitudes at like very fast pace just leave your mouth open as well like just holding that like as michelle says like alleviates that pressure that's going to build up like inside your ears like that area just keep your jaw open and it'll loosen that up
1: yeah good, good good tips guys thank you for that my last tip is to honestly try and enjoy the whole like experience as much as you can i get it i was traveling especially if you're traveling with like three or more people or like a family because mm. i was traveling with my family and boy let me tell you <laughs> Like you know, everyone's tired, hungry, and just wanna reach their destination. So like everybody's kind of like in a mood and it's so easy to take someone off. Like my my mom was ready to slap anyone (laughs) that started talking. Yeah. You know, so but like just like focusing on the good and just trying to stay positive will really go a long way because I just I mean, why be grumpy when you can be happy? I don't know. (laughs) But like, you know, and last tip I don't wanna get any hate. But don't pick United Airlines, please. United Airlines, please don't come after us. <laughs> no, cause it's really bad. It's, it's a bad airline. The like I don't want to go like cause like I don't wanna distance myself, but they, they um some pe- a lot of people picked United Airlines and they were stuck in the flight for seven hours without any AC, without any food, any drinks, nothing. I mean, someone got a whole panic attack, passed out, and then afterwards they offered a lousy like apology. I've seen that because of United yeah. Airlines, we missed our flight, and because of that, our bags came five days late. We you know we spent a lot of money on things that didn't really need. Like we shouldn't have spent money on all because of United Airlines. Okay,
0: for the sake of um just so companies don't come after us, this was all a prank. We just we love you. We love you. Uh <laughs> this was a prank. This was a social test. We just are dissing A social um, experiment. Yeah, this is a social experiment, please don't come after us. Although we are a Delta family here, <laughs>
1: everybody <laughs> use Delta, don't
2: use spirit. Nope. Spirit, um, We love you in your own way. Besides
1: that, um, you know, I really hope that if you are planning on going internationally, you know, follow my tips. It'll really come a long way and, you know, have fun wherever you go. Okay, that will be the end of the weekly dosage. Stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening.
2: That's all for now. Stay tuned and remember, take those vitamins. Drink that water. Touch that grass. And most importantly, don't forget your your
1: weekly dosage. dosage.